I remember just going back to that moment. I said, you know what? I'm just going to, you know, launch the collection, which, which is the first collection. I would say the first year was the hardest in terms of, you know, you're doing it. It's real. Bismillah rahman rahim Welcome to the Mo Show podcast episode 26. My guest tonight is Arwa Al-Banawi. She launched her brand back in 2005, retailing across the Middle East. Recently moved back to Saudi, where she'll be launching her fashion studio in a few months' time, inshallah. Please welcome Arwa. Hi. Hi. How are you? Good, thanks. Thanks for having me. Wallah, thanks for taking the time and coming on the show. We go back, huh? We, uh, we have a friendship from like a decade ago, don't we? Yeah. Um, and I'm really proud of what you've been doing the last 10 years Thank with, you. Uh, with uh, where you've taken your brand and all that. Uh, really, yeah, remarkable stuff, honestly. Thank you so much. So when did you move back to Saudi? You were in Dubai before, yeah? When did you move back here? Uh, literally during um, this year, during the pandemic. In the middle of it all? <laughs> in the middle of it all. Really? Yeah. Um, starting your fashion label, did it start uh, on the ground in Dubai when you were there? How, did, how was that born, the Arwa al Banawi brand? I launched my brand in Dubai at that time, 2015, there was, um, I would say, the the peak of fashion launching in the region. Um, I would say 2012 even. So before I started the brand, um, there was Fashion Forward, a huge incubator, and um, uh, they do fashion shows in the region. So a lot of designers from the region, they go to Dubai and they Uh, showcase their lines there. So Fashion Forward is one of those that started very early in the region in fashion. And I basically showcased with them my first fashion show. Um, And then I got the opportunity um, to go to Paris. So I launched, I showcased my collection in Paris a year after launching my brand. Fashion Weeks? Yes. So we go to Paris every fashion week, twice a year, um for the main collection spring summer Mm. and fall winter and it's just i don't know something about launching you know putting yourself out there i would say i launched my brand in dubai there was you know there's the industry was growing so there's editors there's um so many designers um so there's an industry there and by launching you're putting yourself out there so to the public it's not like your family and friends are gonna tell you you know are the only ones that are gonna like you know give you the compliments let's yeah. say or or make you feel good about yourself it was the real deal you know like it's like launching i would say um anywhere in the world you know um so i launched my brand then and um i remember just going back to that moment i said you know what i'm just gonna you know, launched the collection. We call it the debut collection, which is the first collection. And I would say the first year was the hardest in terms of, um, you know, you're doing it. It's real, you know. Um, and I, I, I would that energy in Dubai was was amazing at the time. It still is, but I still remember that moment because the whole fashion industry was shaping in the region. Um, so yeah, I launched my brand. I used to do uh, Paris twice a year to showcase our collections, of course. Um, editors, you know, sometimes you get criticized. Um, you know, major designers around the world still get criticism about their collections. And 
you know, that sort of, it shapes you, I think, makes you stronger as an entrepreneur and as a creative individual. Um, so, you know, I, it was a crazy fun journey so far. Yeah. How challenging is the industry? Um, I would have thought that it will take a little bit more time to get yourself into Paris Fashion Week and you're telling me that you pretty much debuted there. Um, that's really cool. I mean, that's, uh, that says a lot about how unique um, you positioned your brand. That whole East meets West dichotomy appears to be very attractive to, you know, the fashion capital of the world, Paris. Is it as stressful as as I am assuming it to be? Uh, yeah, I need to get yourself into an event like that. I mean, does it really like take everything you have in you to, to, to get out there? I would definitely say it's the most stressful time of my whole career. Like when we go to Paris, oh my God, I mean, every minute counts i mean sometimes i would shoot the collection and then decide to add more pieces but the lookbook is out and it's already sent out to all the buyers and the press but you really want to take advantage of every minute because as a creative person you never know when you know you get inspired and you think of something and then you can't just say okay i'll launch this piece next season mm. it has to be now because it continues with the story of the collection yeah. so it's the most stressful time. I mean, we never finish in the studio before five in the morning. Wow. And then the collection gets shipped to Paris immediately. And then I fly out there with the team. And, um, and then we basically showcase it. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I never did a fashion show in Paris, um, but the showcase is more like a presentation kind of setup. And a lot of designers do that. And then the press and the buyers come and it's really like the moment of truth wow. you know like yeah. the buyers come the press come and they see your collection some of them like it some of them don't some of them you know they give you um advice on what to do next season it's just part of the experience yeah and what a ride it's um it's crazy but it's fun um would that be your proudest moment getting into into Paris with uh, your team on your debut? Looking back, is that your most fondest moment of your young career? Um, I would say, yeah. Yeah, I would say so too. Especially that I'm gonna miss it now. God knows what's gonna happen yeah. after, you know, what we're going through now with, um, you know, post COVID because yeah. the fashion industry changed tremendously. Everything's going digital. Yeah. Um, so you know, we have to wait and see what's gonna happen. Yeah. Does it help at all that the fashion business has moved online in the last decade or so? I mean, a lot of retailers, every retailer pretty much is online. Yeah. I mean, you have the high street taking a hit for rent signs, closing Big down time. brick and mortar. Does it help that, you know, there's already a strong footprint for the fashion industry online? So is it much of an adjustment now that we're going through this pandemic? I would say yes and no, because we're used to, you know, half of half of the experience of having a fashion brand and you know launching a label is you're used to customers coming mm. to you and being a part of that experience so feeling the fabric doing yeah. fittings um i mean a very normal week for me in the studio in dubai would be at least we have three fittings so it's uh, you know a an experience like yeah. the customers come um and you know we we do like two three fittings sometimes so 
now we're having to do all of that sometimes on FaceTime, on uh, Zoom. So it's been really challenging, but fun at yeah. the same time because, you know, you don't want to be, I would say, outdated. Mm -hmm. You know, you want to go up to that challenge and you want to perfect it. So I think the challenge here is how are we going to perfect going online yeah. with almost everything? Yeah. Um, so, you know, now we're thinking, okay, how do we help the customer on the other side even if that customer is in London yeah. and our studio is in Dubai and Saudi, how do we help them get their measurements yeah, right? By correspondence, definitely a challenge there. Um, so something that I have noticed changing in, uh, in our country, in Saudi Arabia, 10 years ago, all the women wore black abayas. Uh, today, the ratio is maybe 25% black, 75% colored. That's true. I'm not in the fashion business, but it, it caught my attention. I'm seeing uh, a change in fashion behavior. Big uh, time. When you look at that, um, what does that tell you and how do you interpret it? And um, yeah, what do you make of it? <laughs> you know, it's, it's really, I mean, for me, being a designer and, you know, I would definitely say Jeddah and the region is a huge inspiration to me. Um, being an Arab designer, it's very inspiring mm. because when I launched my brand and I like the tagline of the brand is the suitable woman. So she's, it's really celebrating and empowering women through fashion. Yeah. And a lot of inspiration is coming from the Arab world, um, especially with my roots and, you know, kind of doing that whole um, merging the blend of the East and West. Um, so when I launched the brand, you know, I was introducing ways to modernize the abaya. Mm -hmm. um, because, you know, the world is becoming very fast paced. Yeah. So like, I remember when I launched the brand, Instagram was still coming up, you know, and like, think about it this way. Like for me, we're all about thinking of that solution for this woman on the go. Yeah. So. Back in the day, there was no Uber, for example. Yeah. Now you can't tell someone, oh, I'm sorry, I couldn't come to work on time. There was no ride, you know, like you could give those excuses yeah. back in the day. So now the world's becoming fast, even, you know, every year it's getting faster. Faster and so, smaller. Exactly. So, you know, it's, I do, I, I'm someone that really appreciates tradition. I'm not one of those designers that I want to um, modernize our traditional wear, maybe at, at some level, but not, I mean, for example, the male thobe. I don't like when I see designers changing it. Yeah. The stripes over here. Like, you know, it's, yeah. it's tradition. Yeah. I think it's beautiful that we have Agreed. tradition. Agreed. We are a country that has a very rich heritage and we have traditional wear. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, that's, that's yeah. beautiful. To the to the point where I showed you, to the point where I showed you a picture earlier of this NBA player. I'll put the picture up on the screen right now. Oh yeah, that's pretty cool. You know, he's wearing a hoodie with, with a ghutra. Yeah, with a shimaf really fabric. Cool. I mean. Like that's cool because you are, you are blending your traditional um, uh, fabrics and materials with, you know, streetwear. Yeah. Um, and that's really cool. Yeah. But I feel like with the thobe, for example, I love, for example, playing with fabric. Mm -hmm. um, you know, like 
a bit of light blue, grays, neutral colors, but not changing the silhouette. Yeah. Even with the abaya, like we, I have done so many pieces on my collection where it's a modern abaya, like a blend of a suit and abaya. Okay. Um, so are you for the colorful ones? You know, you, you see all the yeah. colors of the rainbow these days. <laughs> That's true. But, you know, like for me, I, I like to do that because of work. Yeah. You know, I do realize, I mean, a couple of times, you know, I know like when, you're traveling and if you're someone that's traveling you're working you're 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 independent woman you're on the run you can't really wear i would say the traditional abaya um uh, on like on the go yeah you would want a solution so i feel for my brand what i like to do is just modernize it for the sake of workwear um but not that i'm saying i want to change the abaya mm -hmm. no i think our abayas are beautiful and it's beautiful traditional garments that we should always value and we should keep in our um our heritage you yeah. know we should really you know it's inspiring yeah i love it and i hope it never dies you know it, it is a beautiful Definitely. tradition that's true i can't remember the last time i was you know in one place for um, yeah for like you know a long period of time but you know i'm i'm going out and i'm seeing all of these changes and it's amazing, you know. I remember it that way when I I um, I was out of Jeddah for a while. But it's amazing because you see everyone has different style, you know. Yeah. And especially that you know, I have customers when they go to Al Ula, um, they want nude color abayas to fit the backdrop, you know, because Al Ula is all. I'm sorry. Know, they they want what color? Like nude colors, so like beige and the like earthy, earthy yeah, tones, yeah. neutral tones. So you know to blend with the whole al ula spirit and al ula aesthetic. Yeah. Okay. You know, yeah. and then when they come to Jeddah, they want the colorful abayas yeah. because you know they're by the beach most and of the time. Cosmopolitan. Yeah. Exactly. And in Riyadh, you know, they like very elegant, structured abayas because yeah. Riyadh, you know, so many places are opening now, so you're mostly out all the time. Mm -hmm. And you want to look very, you know, polished and, and yep. very elegant. And so it's it's interesting, like just within Saudi, you know, you have three different aesthetics in one place yeah. and customers are getting used to that. They actually want to wear a different abaya for every place. Yeah. So horses for courses, cool. as they say. Where would you like to take your brand in the next five years from now? So by seems like a long way away, but time flies by 2027, 20, 28. Where would you like your brand to be? Um, well, I would definitely have a different answer if this was before mm. the pandemic, yeah. you know, our whole really strategy changed, um, after, you know, the year 2020, um, it really affected yeah. your business and the industry, huh? More than I knew. I mean, it's not really about the business. It's not in terms of like growth of the brand. It's more on where you want to what's your plan on on what do you want for the brand like mm. where do you see yourself um expanding so definitely you know post pandemic i would say everything that we're thinking of five years down the line is 75 percent digital so whatever we want to do whether it's open a new store or um you know um launch a new like a, a different experience on the online platform. Everything has to be, I think, from my perspective, is to focus on digital. Digital, yeah. Um, but one thing I, I feel is 
is always going to be growing is the collaborations. Mm-hmm. I, I love to collaborate with brands, with people, artists, and I see that definitely growing in the next years because, you know, um, you never know where that collaboration could go. Um, and you enter different fields as well. So um, aside from fashion, I collaborated with two musicians. Um, one is actually a Saudi uh, hip hop artist, Majid and Leila Kardan based in Dubai. And we basically created a track for the brand together. So I commissioned them to create a track for the brand. And it just really has that whole lifestyle thing yeah, going on with yeah. the brand. And I feel that's important because you know, whomever that is wearing my brand, I want them to get a whole 360 experience on, you know, where you were at, what music you listen to, where do you go, what do you read, what yeah. do you eat? You know, it's a whole... Touches all your senses. Exactly. Yeah, that's so, so cool. Um, what are some of your favorite brands um, that, uh, you know, besides yours? What's your second favorite brand out there? Something that's close to your heart. I would say um, Adidas. Good choice. Yeah. Adidas is a brand that I, I remember growing up. I used to, I was obsessed with their campaigns because they were always touching on, you know, being different yeah. and celebrating. Um, Diversity. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, at a young age, it was a brand that really inspired me, uh, even now. Yeah. Um, very inspiring brand. Yeah. Truly. You have enough experience now to give advice to someone who's coming up. Um, my sister-in-law uh, started her fashion label as well. Um, nice. I know Lychee, yeah, Lychee, uh, Hala Sabah, she, uh, you know, she, she started it. She's, I think, in the middle of producing a new line. And I see, you know, the difficulty that she goes through. Um, what advice do you have to a youngster, you know, coming up uh, who wants to, you know, follow your footsteps in getting her brand out there in the Middle East? Um, well, I would definitely give an advice to know your story. Um, I feel any any brand out there that will touch people's lives and, and they will, you know, I say, um, find inspiring and always find themselves going back to it is that the story is very clear. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say definitely define your purpose on why you're doing this. Um, what is the story of your brand? What makes you unique, basically? And the second thing is, um, I think learning the skills is important. Um, I mean, I, I wasn't a great student, to be honest. I mean, I if it wasn't for my parents, I think I would have dropped out of college very early. But that was never an option. I had to go all the way. But um, definitely school teaches you discipline and you learn skills like I would say maybe time management Um, there would definitely be instructors and professors that would inspire you and you'll never forget them so if you don't go through that you know you won't learn the skills I mean I, I would definitely say even as an entrepreneur you know if I don't know do you watch that movie Whiplash wow excellent movie beautiful movie right best picture I think you got so I remember that part in the movie when his music uh, teacher asked him, he's like, 
so where'd you where'd you learn this like is it um because he was a drummer, drummer right so like is it family like your uncle your dad are they you know into jazz music are they musicians and he told him no so he said then you have to go learn from the legends so you give him a list of jazz musicians that he has to religiously listen to and just you know get inspired by so i'm someone that really believes in that if you're someone that that got a hobby and you want to turn that passion into a business and you got it from your family and inheritance like your mom your dad your aunt your grandmother um then you've seen it at a very young age your eyes have explored they've mm. seen so it's already rooted in you if not then i would definitely advise to learn the skill because it would make it easier and you you have to know how things are done yeah. I, i'm i'm someone that i would give that advice because um, I really believe in that. I think skills will, you have to know what the tailors are doing, what the pattern maker is doing, so you can work with them and get you know the product done at the end the way you imagine it, the yeah. way you see it, yeah. so. That's profound advice. Anyone listening, you know, entering the fashion business, you know, you just gave them a nice shortcut to <laughs> what to do and what not to do. Um, your father is, uh, plays a very influential part of your life. I was told by your husband that um, he has written a book. Uh, he has given graduation speeches. You know, he's a real professor in academia. <laughs> you know, just yeah. just hearing those things from from your husband, uh, I got intimidated. What's the best advice? And I'm sure he's given you a lot. What's the best advice he's ever given you, besides studying finance? <laughs> I would, um, I'd say honestly, my dad encouraged me to um, to. To like he, to challenge myself, I would say, you know, like even when I told my father, I, I still have the letter. I sent him a letter. I was sixteen. I told him, Baba, I have to. I want to do fashion. Like this is my dream. And um, and he's like, but you know, it's a very competitive industry. And you know, like, you know, I want you to at least know, like, get your degree in business and then do what you want because it's gonna benefit you one day. But I also remember that he told me, um, I still remember this, um, when I got the job in Dubai, um, it was I was confused because something about getting a job, going to an interview, and then they like you and you get the job and you're getting a salary that you earn, you know, something was very tempting about that. But then I felt, but I want to do fashion, it's so confusing, but why is that so attractive? And I remember I went to my father and I asked his advice and he told me, I believe that every person, um, even if you're blessed um, to, you know, as a woman to have the support of your family or your husband or, you know, whomever, um, getting, getting a job and to work under a boss that's a stranger, not a boss that's your brother or your father or your cousin, yeah. um, you will learn a lot because it will shape you later when you're an entrepreneur and you are, you know, you're opening your own company if that ever happens. So, you know, I'll never forget that advice because definitely working and feeling that sense of independence and getting that salary at the end of the month and that's mine, yep. you know, like I've earned this. You earned it. Is honestly an experience I would I would advise everyone um know to go through even those that have an entrepreneurial entrepreneurial spirit mm -hmm. and 
you know, they know what they want to do from college, you know, yeah. and I, I know we watch movies that are so inspiring, like the social network, you know, but at the end, that was also something that was so revolutionary, you know, like what he thought of was revolutionary. I mean, I think he did the right thing, you he know. Did, yeah. <laughs> he only changed the world. <laughs> exactly. So, um, you know, there are the outliers out there which are very inspiring. And, you know, reading their stories and watching these movies is very inspiring to know, you know, you know, what they went through and, and when they get that strike of idea and they're like, okay, I'm dropping out of university, I'm gonna go and, mm -hmm. and you know, follow my dream. But still there's that whole, um, you know, going, putting yourself out there, being an entrepreneur is amazing. But at the end, you know, you are running a company. There, there are gonna be employees that you're gonna hire, you're gonna interview people. If I believe, being on that side, experiencing that yourself, it will make you a better leader one day. I mean, having your own business and dealing with, you know, everyone under you and and all of that. You're you're saying that that will yeah. like if you if you're not if you haven't worked and you haven't been through that experience of being an employee yourself. Yeah. I believe that could be more challenging than already oh, yeah. it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that is what I would, you know, that's an advice I, I will never forget yeah. my dad giving me is um, you know, to um to, you know, to be independent, you yeah. know, know what you want and and um and to, you know, um but 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 you did that. I mean, you uh, even though you probably didn't want to at the time, you went to Dubai. You did that banking job for six months. You uh, really sweated for you know your salary and all that, and eventually you realize it's not for you. But yeah, you did the uncomfortable, and that's yeah. where we learn. You know, no one's ever learned from a place of comfort. That's so true. Yeah, it's when we get out of our comfort zones do do we excel and and be better than we were. Since you're from here, and uh, the landscape is changing. Imagine having a fashion a fashion show um, in El Balad, downtown Old Jeddah, where it's Saudi models, and uh, and you'll probably be the first person to do an event like that in in the old town part of Jeddah. I would love that. How amazing! That would be great. Would that be like coming full circle to your hometown, and uh, you know, first open air fashion show in the old town Jeddah that would that would make some noise I think big time I would love that that would be really cool make it happen I mean isn't it easier now than ever to 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 do such things with with the end of of uh, of COVID no, I, I see that getting getting licensed definitely getting I mean I hope so because it would it's it's such a beautiful place Al Balad has it, so it's very charming and they've spent a lot of money to revamp it by the way it's I'm sure beautiful. you've noticed yeah mm. very we did a photo shoot there for the Saudi Dream Collection 2018. And we shot with a Saudi model. Um, her name is Shahad. Shahad. I don't know if, uh, if you know where she's from, Mecca. No, nope, I don't know. And uh, we did um, a photo shoot there in Al Balad. And I remember um, it was, I mean, oh, yeah. it was amazing because I never thought that, you know, I would, in my career, I would do a photo shoot in Al Balad with a Saudi yeah, model yeah. and a whole Saudi team. So the photographers and videographers Amazing. were all Saudi. Surreal for you, I'm sure. Sarah really was yeah. unforgettable um, uh, and just beautiful. I mean, the backdrop of Al Balad is yeah. just it's um, picturesque, huh? It's yeah. gorgeous. That Hejazi um, tradition element, like you know, when you see those windows, those roshans, you yeah, you, yeah, you yeah. know that you're in Western Saudi Sahih. Arabia. 
It's beautiful how there's also like even in al-ula, I mean, a fashion show in al-ula would be. Oh wow! You're just teasing us mind now. Blowing. You're teasing us. You're teasing us. <laughs> so wow. inshallah, all of these places, because really, it's just you know, the landscape is just yeah, it's perfect. It is, and there's a lot to celebrate. Walla, thank you for your time today, coming Thanks on the show. Hope I didn't keep you for too long. Thanks for having me. Thank you for coming, Wallahi, with your stories and. and and I'm sorry to hear about how challenging it was, but hopefully it's the end of uh, you know the challenges and, and difficulty. Um, but no, uh, I mean it's good. I mean I'm not not complaining because I'm sure everybody out there has their own version of yeah. you know working during the pandemic. Sorry. But um, it, challenges are good. Yeah. We learn something here and there. Truly, truly. Thank you for taking the time. Best of luck Thanks. in the future with your new lines. Keep us uh, abreast with what's happening thank you so in much. the world. And um, again, Walla, thank you so much for coming and sharing your stories. Thank you. All right. All right. Thanks again.